Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. 911 emergency. Search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the 44 caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents. Tell me we have a lead. Stone Cold, no. It was literally like the Hunger Games. Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Another True Crime Podcast, still recording from Zoom. What's up, guys? (laughs) (laughs) What if we were like, no, guys, we're all together now. (laughs) I know. That would be so bad. Well, I listen to other podcasts and it's interesting because like, I don't know if they had a lot of episodes banked or they're blatantly breaking the rules, but like... I can tell, like, you can just tell when something is recorded over Zoom versus in person. And, like, they had one Zoom episode and then transitioned to, like, what sounds like in-person episodes. And I'm like, dang, what are you, I really want to know. Guys, just put the mask all the way on. You know what I mean? Like, you're not helping. (laughs) Over your whole face. You're not helping anybody when your nose is out. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's my favorite. I only pass people just taking off the mask to talk to people. Well, or as Mike Penn said, he can't see people when he's wearing a mask. So who knows? Yeah. I saw that the special oh subtweeted. They're like, what does he know about masks that we don't? <laughs> or like, what does he not know about masks that we all know? Right. What's his history is- with masks? Girl, I think I there's some skeletons there. I will say yeah, honestly that like trying to run on a mask in a mask is so fucking impossible. Who's running? I know that, yeah. That's I try. Just don't run. Yeah, I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> plus, like, mask plus glasses is, like, I take one breath and I can't see. Like, even if I'm, like, walking, you know, around the block, I'm like, great. Oh, God. <laughs> so it's not ideal. <laughs> no, that's why I just not do. Ideal. All I do is I roast vegetables, and then while they're roasting, I do Zumba. It's a nice, I, I tell you that. guys, if you if you retire mentally you can get through quarantine a little bit better you're like that one old lady on um on uh british bake-off remember every time her her stuff was like cooking she would like do little toe taps and like exercise <laughs> no. while oh she my was God, baking wait, who was that the toe taps can break a sweat let me tell you that much she was someone's nan i'm sure oh my um, god love um love. I, I need to watch that show more um, it's so calming like it's, it's literally it's it's just like because they're just so nice even like the drawing like i know i'm thinking about like I really wish there was a new season um, that they would just give to us, uh, but I might just rewatch them yeah. all. I mean, I feel like they could, this is one of the few shows they could actually film because like if they just quarantine everyone for two weeks and they don't let them go home in between, like we can get our British baking show. Or also I'll just watch, you You put on Netflix, iPhone quality recording of an 82 year old British woman making like, scones. <laughs> Yeah, I'd watch that before Too Hot to yeah. Handle. Like, that sounds like my oh dream my God. programming. Again, Too yeah. Hot to Handle. I don't know if we've, t- I know we've talked about it personally, but have we talked? It's so boring. It's, yeah, right? I'm like, I'm, it's too boring to handle, as they say. That's what I'm saying. I, like, you can't take the fuck out of Fuck yeah. Island. Yeah. <laughs> I really truly- wanted to like it. Um, but 
my problem with it is like the people are they're not redeeming enough to like actually invest in and they're not terrible enough to hate watch no they're just kind of like middle ground yeah it's yeah. just funny like they probably thought it was going to be like the next like loves boy and like i've seen nobody talking about it no one yeah but if you are one of the like few people who is watching <laughs> it we're interviewing a few of the cast members um bryce was on <laughs> let me finish <laughs> whoopsie sorry. And, um, i mean it was a great show right no, and i think david I, season who's, like, two the now. only hot one not the only hot one but like the only one that seems like nice and hot is going to be on I think Ad Betches. Remember their names, really? David. Yeah. Which one was David? I don't know. The white British guy. That could be like ten people. I feel no like no one told yeah. me there was a British person involved. Maybe I'll tune in now. Okay. Now there, no, there's it. like there's like they're from all over. There's a Canadian girl. There's someone oh. from Atlanta. Who's and then Canadian? There's like Brits. Rainbow uh, Connection. The um the the main girl that kept losing everyone money. Oh, Francesca. Yeah. Oh my God! I thought Canadians were nice. Mm. She's not. There was well, her, she's like she's probably like I can girl. lose money because I have free health care. She's like take literally. it. I'm good. And then and she like, literally she's an influencer, so she's like I don't care about the money. She's like I make loads of money. Like she dated on Diplo. My Instagram. She did not. And she's dated money. fucking Diplo. Like she's got she's got stacks. Um, my one last comment is there's that one girl stacks. from Florida who like kept calling everyone stupid, Hated and everyone. I was like, all right, yeah. sit down, Eastern Florida state. Like, <laughs> yeah, chill out, bitch, <laughs> Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all of this to say, it has nothing to do with our case today at all. Nothing. I mean, we just really at needed all. to get some stuff off of our channel. And also, because this case is inspired <laughs> by something that if you haven't watched while quarantined, you should watch it because I really like this episode. I really like this good. show. I liked it. Yeah, too. I thought it was really good. Although, like yeah. Robbie said, like the the movie, he's like the stakes aren't that high, but like it's a really enjoyable movie. Yeah. But yeah. before we get into that, I wanted to read a fun listener letter. So you guys, we yes. do have an email inbox. It is natc at betches.com. Mostly saying that for Casey so she remembers. Thank you so much. <laughs> Listen, like I said, I um, rarely remember even my own sign-ins and passwords. That's I'm constantly fair. resetting it. And they're like, you've used this. And I'm like, I've oh, also, okay. especially because I've been trying to use your fiance's uh, HBO for like six months. And I can never, like the password is never it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, but I used um, Sammy's, so it's fine. But um, oh. oh, I thought we got through. I thought you got through. I don't think I. I just used someone else's. It's no big deal. But um, okay, so I finally checked the <laughs> inbox, and we had like eighty unread emails or something like Ooh. that. So um, I was replying Thanks, to like guys. y'all's emails from November and stuff like that. My bad. Sorry, um, we love you. Yeah, I'll be better about checking that email. But we got a fun listener letter right after we did the episode on Monet, which was that like. Uh, multi-level marketing shampoo that yeah. makes your hair fall out and the subject line was something like i worked for a shampoo company so i just yeah. want to read this letter because it's really yeah. fun because also i'm loving in the in the facebook group like this is this really is uh mlm this is their time to shine oh, this is yes. they are out of control i know i've gotten one i got invited to an arbon party mm. uh via a text message which felt like an attack oh that's huh. Yeah. Like, bitch, keep it, keep it to messenger. All right, like, the call is coming from inside the house. Yes, I know. I do feel like it's their time to shine, but also like read the room because no one has extra money to buy your overpriced shampoo. Oh no, no, they're not shining in a good way. But it is definitely <laughs> <laughs> they are Who's- definitely taking their chances. True. Who's showering enough to warrant new shampoo to be purchased? I'm Good sorry. Good point. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? I can keep my head and shoulders lasting until June. 
Oh my God. Here's the thing. Point. I've actually been showering every day, but yeah, I haven't been washing my hair because I'm like, who is this for? No. I don't know. I did my hair yesterday and I put on like a swipe of eyeshadow and mascara, like just for fun. And I was like, damn, who is she? <laughs> Who's that girl? No, I've been like, I, there's something about like wet hair that makes me like, I've never been good at, well, I also don't like really blow dry my hair a lot, but I've never been good. Like wet hair just makes me feel clean. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like for mm-hmm. some reason. So that's why I've just been, I've just been doing that, but I have been wearing mascara for like zoom shows and it actually feels pretty good. Yeah. Like I just, I just miss kind of feeling just, like a person. Yeah. Like I just sometimes <laughs> on a random Tuesday afternoon, I'll fill in my brows and just be like, huh. You know, I love, <laughs> love that journey for you. you I have yet, to, I've yet I, to put on lipstick, but I feel like I might do that uh, either Friday for uh, the comedy show or Monday, the day of my wedding. I might throw on some lipstick. Ooh, oh, yeah. Okay. I do. I was imagine you to. applying makeup with like the theme song from Mahogany from Diana Ross. Like, do you know where you're going to? That's what I'm picturing for you, Casey. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, Sarah, I definitely so want to like circle back. Uh, after your wedding date. Oh, yeah. And, like, definitely talk about that next episode. For sure. For sure. Cool. Um, but as far... Okay, so as far as this letter goes, Scam Shampoo Company, our listener, who I'll just leave anonymous just to be safe, she writes, so for a very short and dark period of time during college, I worked at a Scam Shampoo Company very similar <gasps> to Monate. And she says, I must preface by saying that the products themselves were good quality and many customers had a pretty good experience. Um, Obviously not all. So here was the scam part. Uh, It was a shampoo that was for hair loss um, and there were all natural ingredients, but there wasn't actually an active ingredient for preventing hair loss. And if someone questioned why it didn't have the key ingredient for hair loss, which I guess people know what it is, I don't. We would say mm-hmm. our natural products cleanse the scalp to create an optimal environment for hair uh. growth, a.k.a. this shampoo doesn't do shit. Oh, my God. The shampoo had three different lines. Let's call them the bronze, silver, advanced line. She says, spoiler alert, all three lines were basically the same. Yeah. First of all, it was a hidden subscription that would renew every month. The products were originally $99, but join the club and get it for 59 and then if you use our special first-time customer coupon, it's now only $30, which is still expensive for shampoo. Um, so people thought, right. wow, expensive shampoo and conditioner for like a third of the price. But then a month later, they'd auto-charge them $59. Then if they wanted to cancel the subscription, we'd say, well, if you cancel, you're leaving the club price. So you have to start paying the original price of $99. And she says, remember, these are people that have hair loss. They're desperate to regrow their hair. They really think this shampoo will help. Oh, I know that's, that's the first level of the scam. The second level is that people couldn't cancel their subscription online only by calling customer service. And they basically had this like feedback loop to try to keep you on the products. Kind of like Comcast, honestly. She writes, (laughs) (laughs) she writes, someone said, my hair is getting too dry. We'd say, Oh wow. Sounds like the bronze line isn't strong enough. We'll change it to the advanced line. If someone was already on the advanced line and complained of dry hair, we would say, it sounds like the advanced line is too strong. We'll switch you to the silver. And she also says the products are still around to this day and they even sell them at Target. (laughs) But she doesn't think the company is doing very well. She says, I left years ago and it was toxic and angry customers would call screaming at us for stealing their money and they weren't wrong. Yep. 
we were not allowed to read the name of the company on air, but um, just don't buy subscription shampoo. No, it puts the sham and shampoo. Boom. Love that. Oh, that should have been our episode title. For Monet. Shaman, I know. Uh, I mean, luckily for us, there's going to be another, there's other shampoo scams going out there. So we'll. Scampoo. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Scampoo. But I think what I think why people are doing this, I think she hit the nail on the head. It's like, these are people that have hair loss and they just want to do like anything and maybe they can't afford like, so I know there's like different surgeries and stuff like that that you can get to try to regrow, but like, yeah, maybe they can only afford like the $30. It's so sad to me. That there's yeah. like a whole company of people that are okay doing, but some people are like are totally fine doing this kind of shit. When I worked at that video dating service, like it, it, we would show people pictures of people that weren't even part of the thing. We'd be like, you can meet this girl and this girl, and then they'd get and they'd look through our database, and none of those people were part oh. of it. Like it was just that's what I and like it was. I was I would not try to sell anybody. I'd go back there and be like, okay, yeah, cool. You don't want it? Okay, fine, bye. Like because yeah. it just was. I was like, this isn't re- like. You're, you're trying to take money from these people that are very like desperate to find someone that they want to be in a relationship with. And you're making me tell them that they could connect with all these people. Cause then they'd come in and they'd look and they wouldn't connect with anybody. And I'd be like, Oh, this sucks, man. Yikes. I know. I know. Video dating service. <laughs> it would be so which hot right just, now though. Which is like, yeah. It any was, dating app now basically. Yeah. But this was, they had to like come in and like use our computers to like look through the people and wow. we would take like their pictures and we'd like do video interviews with them, like in a room, like ask them questions and like put that. And so people would go and like watch other people's videos of like, oh, my ideal date is blah, blah, blah. It was like super interesting, but it was also super like, I felt bad for a lot of these people because there was really no, like. We were just showing them people that didn't exist, essentially. Oh, like damn. actors trained to You were catfishing people? I was yes. catfishing people! <laughs> kind it. of. Like a catfish agency. Kind of, kind of 100%, awesome. yeah. <laughs> some of these people were so nice, too. But also, I found out after I left that we were supposed to be doing, like, somebody that I worked with was supposed to be doing background checks on everybody to make sure that we weren't, like, that nobody... And that was our big thing. We're like, Match.com oh doesn't do it. Blah, 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 doesn't do it. But we're doing it. And I found out that that guy wasn't doing it because there was, like, legit somebody that came in and was like, this guy was a little, like, weird, a little, like aggressive oh my and then god we found out that like the guy that was supposed to do background checks wasn't doing them at so all should That's we do an episode what happened. on this company that was the dating game <laughs> I mean, killer we literally could, we yeah. could we absolutely could actually they're not in business anymore obviously um but yeah that, that's when and then i left and i moved to hawaii i was like oh my god that would be so interesting I am curious, especially now, because I feel like that's such a thing everyone is thinking over dealing with being like FaceTime dating. What are any of these new regimes that we have to do or new situations? Regimes. I know. I thought about it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I told you guys about the dating app that I think I think the minute you match with somebody, it should immediately connect to a FaceTime call. Oh Let's God! Get it out of the way. What do you look like? Are you telling the <laughs> from, truth? What do you look Jesus. like from the angle down? From what like do you look like up? from underneath your chin? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm still. It's been like what over 
almost two months of quarantine, I haven't found mm-hmm. a good FaceTime angle where I don't look like I have seven chins. No, I just don't it's look smart. at my camera and let it happen, whatever happens. I like that. That's pretty smart. Yeah. All right. So good, I feel like we should probably get into the episode. Let's do it. <laughs> um, why? This, Let's why? just try I, I also Let's like, too, we're like, like, oh, we'll do an shit. overarching episode that's so hot right now. More people are going to come tune in. They're going to love us. Only the regular listeners are listening now because it's been 20 minutes. And yeah. that's who we want to listen to anyway. That's fine. We love you. Yeah, you guys, guys. get us. Mayo. Uh, mayo as fuck. We're going to talk about another Stop scam. That. Wait, what'd you say? I said, said mayo as fuck. Oh. <laughs> all right but we're talking about another scam not shampoo um if you guys watched the hbo movie bad education that came out over mm-hmm. the weekend or last weekend by the time you're listening yeah, to April this 25th, yeah. yeah 25th April 25th, yeah. yeah so we're gonna talk about the um basically embezzlement scandal that happened at roslyn high school um dun, dun, dun. first a note also that the betches founders actually went to this high school when this was happening <sighs> Oh, it's like a super did. prestigious high school. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, it's a good high school. Um, they went, uh, they also did like a whole episode on the Ad Betches podcast about it. So if you want like a firsthand account, definitely go listen. We're actually so going to cool. talk like not so much about the movie and more about like the actual scandal itself. But then, mm-hmm. you know, at the end, get into the movie. Um, well, he was also, he was the superintendent of the whole school district of Roslyn, yes. right? Not just the high school. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Right, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, but like if you were in elementary school, I feel like you're not going to know like what the fuck is <laughs> going the thing, on. Because <laughs> the town's claim to fame was the high school, though. So like that was the prize. Yeah, right. The high school was like ranked number one at some point. I think 2004, right. but I forget who it was ranked by. Because like, I think I mean, uh, I Wall Street up, Journal. Wall Street Journal. Because I, I grew up in like a Frank. very, yeah, I grew up um, like a town, you know, a ne- neighboring town on Long Island. Yeah. And so like this ranking... I think there was like a USA Today ranking. I feel like probably Newsday did a ranking too. And so like, this was definitely a big deal um, to try to be like number one. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So, okay. So the superintendent of the Roslyn School District was Frank Tassone. He was born in the Bronx and then went on to get both a master's degree and a PhD from Columbia Teachers College. He joined the Roslyn School District in 1992, and he quickly rose to become their most popular superintendent. Everyone apparently loved him from staff to parents, not only because he was super kind, but also because he was thought to have been one of the best superintendents out there. Yeah. And as we kind of just discussed, um, under his tenure, the school became one of the top schools in the country. Test scores regularly were like out of the park, multiple students in a graduating class going to Ivy League schools. Um, and he kind of did this by adding community service initiatives. Like, um, I think they were the first high school to, at least in New York, I think, to have a community service hours requirement yeah. for graduation. Did you guys have that? No. I had that. That's cool. <laughs> Jersey yeah. doesn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jersey is like, did you stay out of jail? That's your community service. Yeah. Hey, did you ever pump your gas? Job, you Jersey. failed. Yeah. Right? Oh <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Um, they all, yeah, he also, that. really? What, did you, what was your community service? I'd work at a summer camp um, that what? I ended up working at for like six years. Yeah. Oh, I was like, well, I like just the first, did that. 
out of my own accord. Well, like you had to, there was all kinds of different programs. Like some people went like and did like, you know, um, like retreats in like different countries and stuff like that. And I, I had to be, go be like a CIT. So it was like volunteer. And then I came back for the yep. next like five years and worked as the counselor and Aww. we got paid $24 nice. a day. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say hour. And I was we, like, we would get paid like 1500 for the entire summer or something like that. Oh, so yeah, I don't no, know what got, that works out to, but it was like certainly less than minimum wage. Yeah, we got $24 a day. Um, and uh, nine other people that I worked at this campus, we all got tattoos. So <laughs> oh, again, I'm cult. <laughs> I love a group setting. Group I love being in the woods. <laughs> you love a group chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a match on my hip with nine other people. So oh, do that as you will. Do you talk to any of them? Sometimes. I mean, social media. Yeah. That's good. And I every year like I like talked a- to two of my camp friends and I went to the same camp for 10 years. I feel like if you have a matching tattoo yeah. with someone, you have to send out a pity text like, Hey, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> More on like actually, the tattoo anniversary. I know. Actually, one of them, actually, no, no, actually one of the people I got a tattoo with, I hadn't spoken to in like 12 years. And I ran into him in Croatia, which was wild. <laughs> so we had a beer together in Croatia and another one of my friends that we got the tattoo with, she came to see my show when I was in San Francisco. So oh, nice. Okay. They out there. All right. They're out there. Yeah. Um, okay. So in addition to this uh, community service initiative, they also started a program to start teaching foreign language starting in kindergarten, which seems yeah. like a lot. Sometimes. Almost all of the students in the Rosslyn district graduated high school. About 95% went to college. And as we mentioned before, in 2004, the Wall Street Journal named Rosslyn High School, sorry, not number one, the sixth the sixth best public high school in the nation, which was a big deal because it was like up there with like Bronx Science and Stuyvesant and like those really prestigious New York public high schools that you have to like apply to. Yeah. And like those are the like lists that colleges look up to be like, oh, they came from here. Yeah. So everything that they do is taken with a grain of salt for like, if yeah. they got like an 89, it's still an 89 there, which is yeah, type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, also just growing up in this culture, like it's, Everything is so, there's such a big emphasis on where you go. First of all, going to college, it's like a given. Um, And then where you go and like going to a name brand of a school. And it's like, it's very snobby. And and I can totally see like how this all went down. Like, if you don't, like, I don't know. At At my high school, there was the year before mine, like 22 kids went to Cornell or something crazy. And then like everyone was like all snobby about Cornell being like, ugh, it's just Cornell. And it's like, it's a fucking Ivy League school. What's wrong with you people? Yeah. It's just like this yeah. like annoying culture of people being stuck up and like only caring about going to a big name school. So and anyway, also like not for totally the less for the education. More so for the name of it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and exactly. the sweatshirts. The sweatshirts. And the sweatshirts. Oh my god, yeah. Come May first or whatever day you have flags. to put your deposit down. It's like oh don't yeah, go May to school that day. Theory. It's the douchiest day. Anyway, mm. so okay, that <laughs> that's Long Island for you. Um but also according to New York magazine, like most men, Frank was of course too good to be <laughs> that true. That was according to Danny, not New York magazine. Oh, <laughs> I love it, Danny. Okay. According to a Danny Murphy original, like most men, Frank was too good to be true, of course. <laughs> The quote here's is from the New York part, Yes, here's the part that's according to New York Magazine. Frank Tassone had spent his 12 years in Roslyn quietly running one of the most audacious scams ever to inflict a public school system. 
Dun, dun, dun. Honestly, I was like proud of this scam when reading about it. <laughs> That's the same one. When, when we were watching so the movie, good. Robbie was like, I kind of am like siding with, well, it's Alice and Janney. So it's like, she's just can't be unlikable. But he's like, I kind of am like, yeah, fuck the taxpayers. Um, <laughs> so uh, as I mentioned, Pam, who, so Pam Gluckin was like kind of Frank's like right-hand woman. Um, and this is kind of where it all started to go down, this, this audacious scam. Um, uh-huh. It kind of started in 2002 um, when his assistant Pam, she was the superintendent for business. Um, she was caught stealing $250,000 from the school. Yikes. And she did this by writing checks to cover her credit card bills, bills and was getting away with it until the school was alerted about a huge Home Depot charge on the school's card that her son made by buying supplies to renovate her house. In the movie, it's Ace Hardware. And I read a fact versus fiction and they were like, it was Home Depot. And I'm like, oh, make sure we all know that. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, that's important. Um, I also read that she would like, a lot of the reason they would get away with it was like apparently they she banked at wells fargo and wells fargo was the name of their security company which yeah and so so she she would would just just like like write out checks to wells fargo or like write out checks to like some initials that could be one of two things could have been a legitimate vendor or like her mortgage company or something like that and i was like yeah I, i think if my security company first of all they should change their name but like i know that's kind of on them Right? If they were named Wells Fargo, I'd, I'd go open up a checking account right away, probably. It's <laughs> like, that, like that 30 Rock episode when it's Tracy's son and he keeps being like, I'm going to, I'm going to, he has all these ideas, but they're all names of something that's already happened. Like he's like, I'm going to call it American Airlines. And Jack's like, don't. <laughs> Everything he has is like already a mixed name. Yeah. Um, love it. Uh, yeah, but so Pam, so she would, uh, so her son went to Home Depot, which they also said like people should have been alerted. Like Pam made one hundred and sixty thousand dollars, and the woman had like four fucking homes. They're like, oh, yeah, you know? yeah. like no offense, um, but they're so and, like, nice on a cars. school administrator salary. Jack, like, you right. shouldn't yeah. be balling like that. Yeah, which by the way, though, it's for as shitty as teachers get paid, school administrators to make like one seventy, one sixty. I mean, it's pretty good. That's yeah. yeah. That's um, what my mom was so, a principal was saying. The divide is insane for stuff like that. Oh, that's wild. Um, well, I mean, hopefully after people being quarantined and having to teach their children, that changes. Um, (laughs) Yeah. A teacher should have tip jars. Um, the employee at Home Depot, uh, after her son racked up this huge fucking bill, um, it was $85,000 worth of stuff. But the employee at Home Depot kind of got suspicious because he noticed that he was using a kid's, uh, the school's credit card. Um, <clears throat> and so he was buying the stuff for the construction supplies for his contractor business. So again, this is all like very nefarious. Like everything is kind of, they're all given to people and their family and doing all this stuff. Um, and so obviously the school board members were pissed and they went to Frank to figure out what to do next. Cause they were like, this is your chick. Like what's going on? So Frank, obviously he's a very suave man. He was able to convince the school board to treat Pam with some leniency because she worked for the school for so long. And he also mentioned how bad it would look for the school if they were letting this go on without anybody noticing, which like low key is a legit argument. You know what I mean? So true. Um, Yeah. They kept drawing it out. Um, On top of that, Frank also said that if it moved to a criminal trial, it could take years to sort out. And it would also cost time and money, not to mention that it would have cost their entire reputation that they've worked so hard to achieve as it's the closest ticket into Harvard on Long Island. As we said, it was like kind of a college prep school. Also, if they keep drawing it out, Pam would either be, Pam would be entitled to her $160,000 salary because um, she made as a 10, that she made as a tenured, which I always thought was 10 year. 
Did you guys ever think that? I always tenure? thought that too. Yeah. Wait, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always thought it was tenure. I was like, oh, so they've worked her 10 years. They can't get fired. Because <laughs> um, I had a really terrible teacher and they were like, you can't fire because you can't, you know, complain about her. She's tenured. She was so mean to me. Um, that So she was tenured. She was a civil service worker. Frank also made sure that a criminal lawyer went to the final meeting with Pam to ensure that it was legal to fire her and that you don't have to bring victims of embezzlement to trial. Cause that was like the big thing that they were, he's like, what are my, what are my like things? Cause he was still trying to cover his ass and make sure that like he wasn't then again, breaking the law by like mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. But then that lawyer like, was like fucking pissed about that later. Of course he was used. And like, he was like, no I was just telling you that you don't legally have to, but like, I wasn't advising you not to. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. I mean, he was twisting it. He was kind of using everybody against each other in this thing by like, you know, by blaming things. Pam did confess to the charges and she cried wolf, AKA cried divorce, illness, desperation, and agreed to resign peacefully and quietly while giving the money back right away. No harm, no foul, right? Obviously not quite. Thank you, Dave, for that (laughs) dramatic, dramatic part of the outline. Danny, you need to buy for New York Mag. I mean, I, they're probably going to get a, give me a cease and desist by saying, you said that we hate all men. I'm like, yeah, that's not, I did. <laughs> So Woo. next up, obviously, because so far, everyone thinks that Frank is still the good guy who helped the school district. Sent, he wrote, like, sent all their kids to Harvard, blah, 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 blah. People thought he could do no wrong. And that was the case until... In early 2004, an anonymous letter was sent out to both the school, like the school board and all the local newspapers accusing Frank of being a part of stealing this money. So this is when it goes a little bit different from the uh, movie when it was sort of just like these juniors on the the school newspaper coming together to like kind of a, yeah, we're going to, we're going to change this. We're going to expose. It wasn't quite like I'm sure. In the movie was like that one girl and her dad who did, the dad did all the work, but like the girl took all the credit. Yeah. And like the girl just took like trains to random apartments to knock on doors to be like, this isn't right. So it was it was less that, but I liked that girl because she was also good in blockers. She was, she's a fun girl. She uh, was. She was in blockers. She's good. I like her. Yeah. So the letter, they, there was an excerpt of the letter, and it said that we believe that Dr. Frank Tassone participated in the embezzlement scandal so as to support his, all caps, lavish lifestyle. With the help of Pam, he submitted his personal credit card statements, bills for personal vacations and trips, and various household bills, and included them in the cover-up. So still to this day, I've, I tried to even like scour the internet a little bit. No one totally knows who wrote the letter, but it is what sparked the major investigation into the school's budget. And that investigation is what Frank was able to avoid by having Pam kind of go out so quietly because then they didn't have to do any deep dives into it because they were just like, oh, Pam just stole this amount, signed, sealed, delivered. But now we know it's so much more than that. It also yeah. then caused Frank to resign after it was discovered that a contractor who was paid $800,000 by the school was actually Frank's romantic partner, Stephen Sigrinelli. Boom. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this yeah. was an interesting thing because obviously, like, Frank had had said that he was married to a woman and that she passed away. But he also had like a domestic par- partnership with this uh, man, Stephen, and also another boyfriend, and, and I, also I, another boyfriend in Las Vegas. Yes, that's crazy. Like, I didn't. How can how can superintendents get around so quickly? Like it's like it's, it's, so, it's yeah. New York to so Vegas was, is a lot. 
It's a lot. I know, but the school was paying for it. So, uh, crazy, but you know, I mean, so he was able, like he was covering up a lot of things in his life. If we can say, yeah. yes. yes. Yeah. So as for how this scam worked, basically Pam and Frank worked together and they were able to cover their tracks by bringing in other people as like co-conspirators and all this, but they would choose like district employees who had oversight jobs and they would give them bonuses and they would also what does like that mean by the way, oversight jobs. Um, jobs that I, I think it's like jobs that like could be uh, the people who were like supposed to be doing the checks and balances were like yeah. people that they would bring in. So like so, like so her Pam's niece, niece oh. so yeah. Pam's yeah. niece Deborah yeah, yeah. Regano was an accounting clerk. She stole over eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. So anyone like, that was dealing with money, they had brought in. Yeah, anybody who like could peripherally. Touch. I think yeah, that's kind of like an oversimplification, but like basically they would pad who was working for them to like limit people who were like, who would legitimately kind of be checking up. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say everyone with money because that's probably not true, but like, (laughs) right. They they would strategically put people like in places and then, you know, give them money. Um, (laughs) I was gonna say like, it's a school too. So no one's really thinking like, something like this would go on too. So they didn't have to like probably alert a lot of people. Well, yeah, I think New York Magazine had said that like people, there wasn't a system in place to like really audit the school expenses like in the way that they weren't checking up that all of the things were legitimate. Mm -hmm. Obviously after that, after this happened, they they changed that system. Um, But according to Esquire, investigators discovered that seemingly legitimate checks were written to vendors and then cashed by the conspirators. One million in cash was drawn out of ATMs, while 74 unauthorized Roslyn school credit cards were circulated among the district employees and their friends and family members. It's like a pyramid scheme. In the end, over $11 million in theft has been uncovered. Um some things that the Roslyn school district paid for were Frank's rent in his Upper East Side apartment. He also racked up a ton of bills trying to better his appearance and look like a great superintendent, which includes included $55,000 for a weight loss surgery, which he actually claimed that he paid for out of pocket, but like, sure, Mm -hmm. Jan. $33,000 for dry cleaning, $50,000 for flights to London. Um, Also, like, people apparently noticed that he would, that he had gotten, like, a facelift or, like, an eye lift. Um, Goals, honestly. There was, like, some line. New York Magazine was, like, full of weird lines, but um, (laughs) there was totally one line where it was, like, um, obviously, Rosalind parents know a facelift when they see one or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, he was kind of living the dream. Oh, he also had a house in the Bronx and a home in Las Vegas with his boyfriend who was an exotic dancer. So um, yeah, truly just living the life. Pam, on the other hand, used the money she stole to buy four houses. And yeah, these were all paid by, these were all paid for by the school from uh, like expensive cars to Rolex washes, getting Pam's pool cleaned, just like all types of crazy shit. Um, and her who needs four her houses? Kids tuition too, I think, right? Her oh, yes. college tuition. Yes. That's expensive. Yes. Iconic. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. Um, so they were living a life that I would be happy with. Um, I would like to live. <laughs> I would Honestly. like my Upper Legally, East Side though. apartment paid for by 
<laughs> people in Roslyn. Uh, it's also kind of crazy to me that I'm like, why are you doing, I don't know, doing a reverse commute. I'm like, what's the point to pay that much in, in rent? There's a, a really, there's a really fun piano karaoke bar on the Upper East Side, and I feel like for that, it's worth it. You're <laughs> right. It's called Brandy's. Yeah. That's probably it. Wait, hold on just a second. I'm having like, I'm like having a hard time reading, Danny. So like, I'm just like, feel like I'm slow. Will you do the second? Will you do the second? Yeah, for part? sure. Will you read it? Yeah, okay. of course. Because I'm just feeling like I can't like, I'm like stumbling over words. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll just pepper in. I'm just so tired. Oh, you're okay also. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just feel like at the last section I read, I was like, what the fuck? I felt like I was like in third grade, like reading in front of the class and I couldn't do it. <laughs> okay, fine. All right. So obviously the jig is up. So we kind of want to know. And then with this, uh, movie that just came out, everyone's sort of wondering what the hell is up with Frank now and also what happened to them now with when all of it was exposed in 04. So basically everyone involved pleaded guilty because they were caught red-handed, red-handed. red-handed. They were, they, they were, they yeah. were screwed. <laughs> yeah. They pleaded guilty because so, they were guilty. And everybody knew it. <laughs> they got that weird flex. Yeah. <laughs> so Frank served three years. And uh, Pam served five years. So the reason uh, that's I think my favorite Frank- part because she flipped on him, but mm-hmm. more, more time in prison. Like being a yeah. snitch sometimes does not pay. Well, I snitches think she. Get stitches. I know. Well, I wonder if it's because I know that Frank only Frank was on the hook for like two point two or two million, and she was on the hook for like four million. So maybe because her mount was higher, or I she think he got out early good for good behavior. Is what I had yeah. read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like say he- or something. And he showed up a little bit later. So Pam was rolled in 2011, but and Frank kept on failing to appear for nine consecutive sentence hearings <laughs> until he finally showed up in 06 and was paroled in 2010. So he honestly just That's went right. to like his own high school in prison, <laughs> like 06 to 2010. We can all That's survive right. that. So the after it went down, he had like three and a half, four years of just still before he went to jail. Went to jail, yeah. The I mean, kicker, and I, I feel like everyone, you guys were probably in the same boat, when they played, when they, the last clip uh in the movie makes your blood boil makes you scream and makes you go how so they <laughs> still it. received their pensions because of state laws because no shit states didn't put in like pension laws about like you embezzling millions of dollars from the school so they will earn that for the rest of their lives so because of that frank makes a hundred and seventy three thousand four hundred ninety five dollars a year love it hundred thousand. so when they got to the end I would credits commit. Yeah, I like yeah. took a picture of that at the end. I, was just I know like, you sent it to us. You're like, what is this? But like, believe okay, it. this is this is like three years in jail. You get to live this life for how long, and then you still yeah. make money. Like this is I'm like down. I would I would commit this crime. <laughs> Hell yeah! Because he can afford. He can buy a he can buy an Upper East Side apartment on that salary. Yeah, he this is my crime. Home. Yeah. Now I just need to go through the schooling to become superintendent of Ross. Yeah. And then yeah. Now you just need to like find a school district that has this loophole. That's true. You need to find a loophole. Because it's not Roslyn anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Dang. it's not the North Shore of Long Island. No. Dang. All right. <laughs> I'll find somewhere. By hook or by yeah. crook, I will be a superintendent. By hook or by crook, I will scam <laughs> a bunch of people. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, Pam passed away in 2017 and was working at a nonprofit at the time. Uh, in the meanwhile, Frank, who shockingly pissed about some of his coverage because he's a man who you can even tell from the way he lived his life, he really cared about public appearance as well. So he wrote in 2005 to the New York Times, my lush life you write about included 14 hour days for many years while I moved the district forward and met the many goals of the Board of Education. 
I hope the hardworking mothers and fathers in Roslyn also remember how much the schools improved as a result of my leadership. Their real estate values have increased like nowhere else in the country, primarily because of the schools. The student population increased by 33% during my 12 years in the district. All of that is like, yeah, okay, dude, but like, that's just your like, job. <laughs> sure, <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, Frank. That's when his romantic partner came all the way out because he's like, my lush life. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's funny too because we're like, yeah, that's what your job was supposed to be. The embezzling part is their issue. They liked you as a superintendent. Yeah. He, yeah. So um, as of recording, he did say that he will, he uh, watched the movie uh, because he was on a recent interview with, on the Coach Mike podcast, which is kind it's of- It's like the only one he did, I think. Yeah. Which Random. is a self-help podcast where the interview, basically people were mad because the interviewer kept on calling him brave and inspiring for taking responsibilities of his actions. When oh, was I more think so. it's yeah. definitely inspiring. Like I'm inspired to go con some people. I'm inspired not in the way I'm supposed to be inspired to be. Yeah. I'm not inspired. I'm to... inspired. <laughs> we're 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 going to some getting some graduate degrees after this. We need to have uh, a meeting after this podcast and find it, figure out how we're gonna do this. Uh, my favorite, I didn't, I don't want I won't say her name because she didn't I didn't ask her if she wanted us to say her name, but she went uh, she was a TA at this high school at the, or the school district and was talking with a lot of people. And one of her uh, friends who still works in the school said that the Roslyn School District sent a letter out telling people, do not watch this movie. We're better than this. We've changed. It's a blip in the past when it's sort of like, yeah, that's going to make everybody want to watch it more. That's so (laughs) stupid. They should have like not dissuaded people from watching it, but been like, here's what we've done since then to make sure that doesn't happen. You know, everyone's going to fucking watch it. They wouldn't let him film on the campus. Like they wouldn't yeah. like I mean, let him be any part of that it. That makes sense to me because I wouldn't either. <laughs> like Yeah. But I know that there's a I read if so if you guys do watch the movie, which which like I said, is it's really good. It's not like like I said, there's not really like high stakes. It's just like it's real well acted. It, the characters are great. Yeah, and except Alice for and eleven million dollars. Yeah. yeah. The cast really makes yeah. it i will say that's what oh, makes yeah. it yeah. interesting yeah but i mean like like robbie was like is somebody gonna die is there murder involved and yeah. it's like no it's just an upper east side apartment with a husband like that's just yeah what it's it is. like um, shit. yeah in this in this mike podcast i know frank after this because this just came out and so obviously people were like well, what do you think he's like well you know the movie's about 40 to 50 percent right as movies are he said the things that he had the most problems with he, he was like i just because in the movie, Frank's secret lover is an ex-student. And Frank was like, I never would. I would never. I Wait, have really? never, I ever. Wait, really? I missed that. Yeah, yeah in the movie, that's how it's they a, started talking. Yeah, it was like, because he was an English teacher, I guess, before he was a superintendent. Um, wow. And so, and he goes, also in the movie, it was implying that my husband didn't know. And my husband did know. Like, so they were, like, I think there were things where it was like, he was, they were aware, he was aware of the lifestyle. But he was like, it did get right. Um that at the end at the end when Hugh Jackman there's like a scene or whatever he's like he's like I really did feel really sad after this because I did lose everything I'd worked for and I really did work really hard to to try to be a good superintendent so I think like it's so it's one of those things where it's like I I don't think he's a bad guy I think he really did want the best for the students but he also wanted the best for himself oh totally yeah and also you you can you totally understand how it started because in the movie he was like it started I accidentally swiped it buying coffee and then I ended up getting a bagel and then boom, 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 boom. So it sort of and nothing was from happening. There. Yeah. And nothing right. was happening. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I, I listened to part of the Betches podcast before ours and they 
they do think it's like pretty accurate as far as the movie goes but um like definitely listen to the whole thing Wait, for like yeah, all their takes that's yeah. interesting because did they did they like like was he as active in the i mean i guess i should listen to this so now. they but was he like as active in the school as it was portrayed so they went to high school like i think 2000 because i was 2005 to 2009 so they were like two years older than me so they would have been in high school like after the fallout was already happening from the scandal okay yeah well the interesting too thing too is that the movie was written by somebody who went to high school and i think they were behind the scandal like same as as um the betches girls like they were a little behind it but still it was like you know, something like that happens to a town. You, you don't stop talking about it. Like, you, know, yeah, like you, no. you get in a no school, way. you're like, oh my God, did you hear about this? But it seems like even in the New York Mag uh, article and in, and in a lot of them, they do say that he really was kind of this mag, like magnetic person. Like everybody really did like love him. Like they just believed in everything he said and they like saw him as kind of like this hero of this I mean, town. I think they also wanted to believe it too. Totally. They want, cause like I said, it's like you, pl- you, you prey on people that want the best for their kids. So they're going to believe kind of anything that they're sold. You know, it's like, right. Hey, I'm going to get your kid to speak yeah. Spanish by second grade. It's he's going to get into this college, like all this stuff. So right. yeah, I think it was, I think it was a, a little bit, but, but again, that would, that would mean that he was a kind of manipulating them, which, which there's part of me that thinks that he really did believe in a lot of the things he was doing. All scammers believe their own bullshit. Like Anna Delby really thought that she was going to start this art foundation. The weirdest thing is his bull, because like his bullshit was true. Like he got all the kids into that and stuff like that. It was like, and I think it was one of those things he, that gave him such a God complex that he felt he deserved more for it. So I think that's where his real issue came from that. He's like, well, I can, they're paying for, to go to this, to live in this town, pay the taxes because of the school that I I built up that made it so good. Yeah, yeah I deserve a new suit type of stuff like that. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of true. I wish I knew more about like what specifically he did to like actually boost these scores and stuff like that. Well, I think- Because oh, I feel well, like the... in schools, like the only thing that I, that we know growing up about like what the superintendent does is just calling snow days. <laughs> <laughs> that is their claim to fame no but they're the ones who like can implement like the education system what gets taught like yeah. testing and stuff like that so it's sort of like they call all those shots and i think it is one of those and things too, just like prove the budget um, have, yeah they prove the budget <laughs> yeah and they have like they're able to build the the appearance of itself up too because i feel like that's what helped us so much so everyone's like right. oh this like nice town on Long Island with this great school. And then the town liked it because then their property values increased too, which is oh, such totally. an insane part of that that you think of, but you don't always think of that when you think of a good school. You're like, oh, people move to a town because yeah. of the school district. Yeah, I yeah. think that's like a huge part of it, honestly. It yeah. is. It really is. Like, cause they, I think they, even in the movie, they touch on it for a minute. You know, they say something like, oh, we live here. It's expensive now. But they talk about schools being and uh, in, in, in the expensive neighborhoods and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, it's all interesting. I, I, I still want to. Thought the movie the was pretty good. I yeah. liked the movie. I thought it was. Good. I thought. <laughs> I thought it was a like well done, but I will say I feel like Robbie was onto something. Like nothing totally happens, but the characters of it, like it's such a stacked cast that it makes it move yeah. so fast, and you get so interested, and it's really good. I love. Yeah, it. we were saying Ray, Ray Romano has become. Yes. Yeah, he's become yeah. such a good actor. Yes, I love that he was he, there. Yeah. Um, I also liked that. I felt like 
there were definitely parts that were kind of abrupt. Like I was like, wait, what? But at least it didn't go the McMillions route, <laughs> which was like exactly. dragging us on for eight hours. So yeah, I take what I can oh, get, I guess. And it's so fun. I guess it is one of those things that you're like, you you always want what you can't have. That I'm like, oh, this could have been a miniseries. You know what I mean? But then I feel like if it was a miniseries, I'm like, why do we have a full episode about the school newspaper when we don't need it? <laughs> <laughs> the founding of Roslyn in 1612. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, what the fuck is a skywalk? Like, what's going on with that? Oh, that actually was already built by the time the oh, scandal really? broke. So the skywalk was really a non-factor. And is it just like, is it one of those things in the airport where you just like move on? Frankly, yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> For those of you who, My school did not have yeah. one. <laughs> For those of you who haven't seen the movie, um, they talk about uh, building this skywalk. Was it like in between buildings or something essentially? Something like that. To, to Again, another thing that they were like, this will make us the best. Everybody's happy about the skywalk. We all want the skywalk. So it's it was just <laughs> probably just a representation to show us how much that they wanted this school to be number one is that they mm-hmm. wanted to build a fucking sky bridge in between two buildings because I mean, how dare the students walk on the ground? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, no, they're they. trying so much. Sky High already is number one, not only in the U.S., but in the world and stratosphere. So nice try, Rosalind. Oh, man. Nice try, bud. I'll never, I love that movie. And I love that it really ignited my love for the song, uh, I'll Stop the World and Melt With You. <laughs> this movie? No, Sky High. Did you ever see that movie? Oh, Sky High. No. Well, we were saying we loved the end of uh, this movie because they played a uh, Dido. And we all agreed we hadn't heard that song and. I will go down with Bishop. We haven't heard that song in forever. So we like literally watched the credits just to like have an emo moment singing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like they knew. I feel like they added that because we are all quarantined because like this will really hit people home. (laughs) This is really, we're all going down with this ship. Yeah. Yes. That's real. That's real as fuck. (laughs) That is very real. (laughs) The ship is planet Earth. Yeah. And there's now UFO. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. Oh great. Um well I like I liked this. I liked the movie. I like the crime. I got a lot of good thoughts about yeah. what we did here today. I, it's a yeah. good natured scam, you know? It's and it's a palate cleanser. Chaser. No one died. Yeah. Or, yes. or, yeah. Yeah. No one died and except I so, him. No, no one died. Yeah, but no it was nothing died. related to the scam. Yeah, so. nothing related. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I this is coming out Monday, May 4th, which would have been my wedding day. Um, so if you're listening to this, I am taking over the Betches Brides Instagram. Ooh. So right after you put this down, Yay. come over and see me. And I'm going to be talking about all the things that I'm doing instead of getting married. I also Aww. just found, well, I actually don't want to blow the surprise. I'll text you guys after because I found out okay. Robbie ordered me something for the day. Yay. So oh, wait, I'm excited. Okay, yeah. For it to come in, but you'll see it on the on the stories. But uh, so come over there. Come see me over there at Betches Brides um, after you listen to this. Yay. Love it. Uh, and besides that, at Casey, yeah, you <laughs> yeah. can follow me at Cashmere Danny, Cashmere with a K. Boom. Follow me, Sarah F. Carter. Follow the podcast, NATC Pod. Email us, NATC at Betches.com. Thank you. I think that's pretty <laughs> much it. Um, thanks for listening. Do you guys want to sing us out? Ship. Yeah. I honor myself and surrender. There will, there will be no blank upon the I'm in door. love. Ooh. Always will be. That's Starbucks 06. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 
Betches.